Hello. So um, today I'm with my good friend Ian Gravel. Um, he's a businessman and a family man. And as long as I've known him, and I'm sure well before, his heart is always in the right place. So hello, Ian. And how do you feel today? Hi, Gareth. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Good start. To be honest, you um, today is uh, a pretty good day. Oh, um, that's nice to hear. Yeah. No, it it is. It really is. And you know, I mean, that's accented by uh, having this chat with you tonight. <laughs> You're always so nice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really mean it, Gareth. I, I love talking to you. Sometimes, you know, as you know, uh, I know we're recording this, and it's 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 for uh, for uh, it's going to be broadcastable. But it's nice sometimes you and I just talk and talk and talk, and I always feel better for it. So it's really nice to talk to you, Pat. Well, the feeling is mutual, and thank you, Ian. That's very kind. No. So, um, just tell us then what, what's been going on, and you know, you're feeling good. Why are you feeling good? Well, hmm, what, hmm. That, you know, well, today um, I've achieved. I've, do you know, like um, when you get up in the morning, you make a list of stuff that you want to be able to to handle and um, stuff. And I've managed to do. Virtually everything I needed to do, um, yeah. So yeah, and, and that, that, you know that, that that does that makes it a really good day. Um, it, I was very pleased, although I wasn't quite at the top level in mood today. I was one off. Oh well, that's brilliant. I mean, I'm I'm it never is, at the it? top. <laughs> it really is. I think you know what I mean. You know, oh, um, that, that, that was good. So yeah, I've, I've achieved everything. Um, I've had some excellent news over the weekend. I'm going to be a grandfather for the for the fourth time, so asking that's really good news um, for me. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm just generally in a very good mood at the moment. That's good. Not always that way, as uh, which is why we're on this conversation tonight, isn't it? But I mean, yeah, today I'm feeling good. That's great, Ian. That's really nice to you, and congratulations. That's that's put a big Thank smile so on much. my face. You can probably hear Good. it. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. You can always hear a smile in a in a phone conversation, can you? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know what you've been up to recently, and um, you know why. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about that? And, yeah, of course. And, and cool, cool, the sort of impact cool. that's had in your life. Well, no, you, you know, um, well, obviously, I met your wife years ago. Um, through our connections uh, with the dual lectures um, in Cardigan. But, I mean, um, you know, it's, it, the world has been a tough old place for a few years since COVID came along. Um, and during lockdown, it was very, if you were struggling with day-to-day -day things, I think COVID and the lockdown accented that. And it, it, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't perform well during during lockdown. It wasn't, um, you know, I, I am someone who works hard and I will put in a lot of effort into everything I do. And I felt really disappointed that I wasn't allowed to work and do exactly what I wanted to do. Um, mm. So um, the two things I'm most proud of, um, as you know, I run a garage um, during the day. I turned the garage into a food bank during lockdown, which I thoroughly enjoyed doing. And I was really good making food parcels for um, uh, people who needed them and NHS workers who moved into the area to look after us all th through the pandemic and um, lockdown, et cetera. And I wrote a book. 
Um, I wrote a book. Can you imagine? <laughs> I wrote a book. Um, yeah. Years ago, nearly tw- well, 28 years ago now, um, I had a horrendous accident. It was a life-changing accident. There was no wheelchair for a long time. Um, and, yeah, that that knocked the absolute stuffing out of me, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. How I, old are you I, then, Ian, just, just for you know, people to... I was tw- 26 at the time. 26, right. 26 at the time. So um, I had... Two young, two very young children at the time, and um, uh, yeah, so it it really changed my it changed my life. I like I said, all of a sudden, you go yeah. one Friday, you, you know, get up one Friday morning, go to work, and everything. Next day, you're in a wheelchair, and you're going to be in a wheelchair for the next year. I think it was a uh, on, was it a full year? Wheelchair. Yeah. Wow. So it, it was really hard. I you know I broke my leg, I smashed my, I broke my, I fractured my skull, broke all my ribs. And I broke my legs in 26 different places. So it, it, it was quite significant, the accident was. But bone, bones, broken bones actually heal, and they heal quite well. So I, it was quite, although it took a while, um, I got there. But yeah. the, men, the mental scars, oh, my gosh, they, they, you know, they hit, they hit you. And, you know, PTSD... Um, I was diagnosed with suffering with PTSD, and to be honest, with you it's not—it's not something that goes away. I've still got it to, to to this day, but you just you have to learn to manage with it, uh, to to manage it, or or to live life with it. Otherwise, you're just going to be um, not a nice person to live with. And I didn't want to be a uh, not a nice person to live with. So uh, yeah, um, I got through. But uh, like I said, I wrote a book about my uh, about how I got into the wheelchair, how I got out of the wheelchair, and things I've done thereafter, including big motorcycle journeys across Europe, the UK, and most importantly, across Chicago to Los Angeles. And I did Route 66 on a motorbike a couple of years back, which was the best thing I've done in my adult life with my clothes on. <laughs> yeah, good punchline, Ian. Yeah, thank you, mate. <laughs> Um, in terms of, I mean, it sounds crazy to the, the entire story, but how did you manage to get back onto the motorbike to do the, the journey after getting out of the wheelchair? I mean, what, what sort well, of period are we talking about and how did you find no, the... No, it, it was a long time and it was, a, you know, the book, um, the first thing I did before the accident, I could surf and things, you know, and that was my big big passion i loved surfing etc and then all of a sudden i thought oh, wow my legs are gone i'm not going to balance on a surfboard ever again in my life um and believe me since <laughs> i have tried and i just can't do it i got one leg shorter than the other i got no cartilage in one knee my hips are shot to pieces it's not going to happen so mm. i got into kayaking all right and so i got into kayak surfing um um, I've surfed all around the UK, bit of Europe, bit of America, bit of South America. I went to the World Championships of surf kayaking back in 1998. Um, in 1999, I was disabled champion, disabled person of the year for the county, which is still one of the greatest achievements I've ever achieved in my life. And um, so that, that that did it for me. Um, but, you know, I've loved motorbikes. I grew up on motorbikes. 
uh, always followed people like Evil Knievel, Eddie Kidd. Do you know what I mean? You see the, the literally stars. Do you know what I mean? They they were like f- film stars in 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 their own right, yeah. and um, they, they conveyed such uh, such an image that you wanted to, to to live up to. Or can you imagine what do you want to do when you grow up? Being oh, I want to jump over uh, double decker buses <laughs> on a motorbike. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted, I you know, I really was. Yeah. So I, I was really pleased that I, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful I was able to walk. Yeah, that's the first day. I'm very grateful I was able to walk. But you know, I wanted to ride a motorbike. I wanted to ride a motorbike again. So um, I worked really hard. It took a long while to drive a car again. But um, I saw I passed my passed my motorbike test. Um, started. I went to visit a mate of mine live, living over in Holland. Um, explored Germany and um, Holland and Belgium from his from his house, using his house as the base. Really enjoyed that. I thought, whoa! I got back. Yeah, obviously, I loaded myself up with painkillers to be able to do this kind of thing. But I thought I I can do it. So I toured yeah. Ireland. Then I toured Scotland. I had a wheel of a time of both of them and thought. God, I'm going to do the big one. I'm going to do Route 66. Um, and I did. And I had a whirl of a time. Um, I love art. I love music. And Route 66 is nothing if it's not the biggest art gallery in the world. All the, all the way along from Chicago to Santa Monica in Los Angeles. It is the longest art gallery in the world. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I, I had a whirl of a time, like I said earlier, Best time I ever had with my clothes on, um, uh, in my adult life. It was it was terrific, and so yeah. So I decided to write a book. The book was uh, literally me getting out of the wheelchair, the kayaking adventures that I had, um, my adventures around Europe on a motorbike, and culminating in Route sixty six. A couple of years ago, I saw it, wrote the book. It's out there. Uh, it is currently Amazon bestseller in America on books on motorcycles, which I'm really chuffed about. That's brilliant. Yeah. And what's it? Can you tell us the name of it? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, loose Gravel, um, Broken Bones, Broken Dreams, Mid Good and a Broken Road. Great. Very good. And yeah. I've never heard um, Route 66 referred to like that before. It's a great uh, way of putting it, the biggest art gallery. Um, well, that's super impressive to hear all that. In terms of, um, you must have learned a lot along the way. I did. I so, did. Do you know? Did you, do you know? I, I learned a lot. I learned about a lot about American culture. I I learned a lot about Native American culture. Um, you know, we visited uh, Billy the Kid's grave in Fort Sumner, and that's. You know, it was a landmark. I really wanted to, to go and see it. Billy the Kid is, you know, one interesting character. He lived as a life, and I wanted to see it. But then you realise what Fort Sumner was. It was a very, uh, it was a very them and us situation with the white people living up on the hill, with the um, very fertile lands, and then you get the Native Americans. They had as much land as they wanted, but it was rubbish. You couldn't, you couldn't grow anything on it. You know. And um, eventually, um, 
this is the book. So <laughs> I really hope you buy the books, guys. Don't, I, don't, I really don't, don't, don't give the game away with the book. No, again. no, so, this, is, just... this is a lovely bit, Gareth. I've got to share this with oh, you. Oh, go yeah? on then. Go on then. So, I mean, the people were starving. The Native Americans in old Fort Sumner were starving. Fort Sumner and Sumner at the time. And they, um, one man got up and he, in his starving sense, he started dancing. And then the guy next to him got up and started dancing. And the next guy to him started dancing. And pretty soon they had the biggest rain dance. And the rains came down. And Fort Sumner was flooded. And the white man moved up the hill. And the Native Americans took over Fort Sumner with a fertile land. And they, that's where they lived. And that's where they live to this day. And the white man moved to New Fort Sumner. And the Native Americans actually survived and lived on in um, Fort Sumner because of the biggest rain dust, the biggest act of faith that I think I've ever heard of. Wow. Well, it's interesting, I, isn't it? It is. And and, and in terms of um, yourself, I mean, when, when I was sort of asking you about what you've learned, I mean, you must have obviously learned a hell of a lot, grown, yeah. evolved, yeah. changed. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that and yeah, if there's any, any any sort of nuggets that might help other people going through similar things? Yeah, of course I can. Of course I can. Um, when you say that, are you talk? Are you? I'm talking about to... the whole thing of basically oh, okay. the, the accident you know, and then you... learning okay, to the get book, well again. The book has been brilliant, mate. It's been such a leveler for me. Um, it, 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 I cannot, Gareth. You know. We've talked and and we've talked till 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 we bore the hind teeth of a donkey or whatever, <laughs> like legs of a donkey, not hind teeth. <laughs> but, I mean, um, I had a message the other day, right? Yeah. Um, from um a, a chap, he sent me an email. He, his mother had read my book. Right. Within oh, the week before, she'd read my book. And he goes, and today she went to the shops. I thought, okay, you know, have that. Because you don't understand, Ian. My mother's been agoraphobic. She hasn't left the house for three years. Oh, wow. And my book inspired her to go wow. shopping. That's, I, that's brilliant. I can't even imagine, man. Yeah, you've just given me goose pimples. So, yes, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought that was brilliant. So, that's the best thing. If, for me, yeah. For me, you know, I, I've had a love of literature since I was um, young. I loved the uh, Mark Twain. I loved the the stories of Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. So when I was in on Route 66 and um, traveling along the Mississippi, I mean, I was there. I did. did you know what I mean? Do you hear the stories of Tom Sawyer? Um, coming back for his own funeral because he'd run away and things like that. I mean, yeah. I was living all this when I, when I came back. And I'm sitting here now. Again, do you know what you said earlier? Yeah, you can hear the smile oh, in my voice. You can voice. hear, it, you yeah. hear the smile in my voice. I had a whale of a time, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. it, it, it rekindled this love of literature and art that I've had yeah. inside me. But work and life gets in the way and you, you, you can't give this other aspects that you'd really love to give yeah, to give the time that it deserves in your life because your life is a precious thing. You're only bloody here once, man. Yeah, and 
yeah, so uh, it, it was brilliant. It gave me a, a, a real second chance, a real jolt in the arm, whatever, to to carry carry on. I, I, I had a wheel of time. I had a message from um, uh, uh, a lady I met in Elk City in Oklahoma, literally tonight. Um, yeah. When I should have, when I should have been talking to you earlier, and I wasn't. <laughs> um, um, stating, oh, when are you coming back next? I've got so much to tell you. I've read your book. It's inspired me to do this. I've just moved house. I've taken on a new job. And I'm thinking, wow, Krebs, I've only written a book. That's great, yeah. And it's nice, isn't it? It really no, it's is. It's brilliant. Kind of. It's brilliant. It all, it's almost like, um, uh, well, it's, I, I hate saying things like it's almost meant to be, but I like the fact that you've done something which was to, you know, scratch an itch of your own. But then now you're able to tell that story. It's helping other people to, it's inspiring them. But also yeah. it's the story of, grabbing hold of life basically isn't it yeah you'd like yeah absolutely you, you just don't know what's around the corner do you you no. just gotta go you know you just gotta live your life to the fullest because you don't know what's around the corner so if we're talking about round the corner being the future yeah. what do you think i know we don't know what's around the corner but what do you what what what's what's foreseeable for you coming up in the future where, where are you thinking, taking yourself? Which direction do you think you'll be going in? I want to. I I I, I want to write another book, guy. If I've got to be honest, here, I want to write to another couple of big motorbike rides across Europe and perhaps, perhaps South America, and do another book. Um, I, I I would really enjoy that, you know. Um, I would. Yeah, I would. That that is my thing. Um, who who do we know in S four C? I know quite a few people in S O C, but uh, oh, I think you'd be I think you'd be great uh, um, uh, sort of hosting a program like that. You'd be brilliant at it. <laughs> well, that, uh, that's very sweet of you to say, though. I I can't agree with you on that one. I think uh, I'd be rubbish <laughs> because unfortunately, I'm, I'm the occasional swear word might slip out and things, and people would be looking. And my mother. God bless her. She died years ago, but she'd be looking down and she'd be shaking her head and saying, "What are you doing?" You know what I mean? But um, no, I, I, I got. I say, I, I say I it because you get book. on with people easily. You get on with people that's easily, and you, and you um, really easily. And that's that's a you know very nice. It's not even a skill. It's just a quality, isn't it? And it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, uh, Gareth, yeah, my dad's not very well. My, like I said, I lost my mum a few years back. My dad's not very well at all now. Um, right. And um, But it's their tenacity, their, um, their strength of character made me walk again. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Back in the day, they, they, there's, this, there's another piece in the book about the love my father showed me when I was in a hospital bed. And I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna give you that one, mate. You'd have to read the book for that one. Yeah. Um there's a there, there's a chap up by you up in up um Ben Hoffland, is it? I think up um, just the road from uh, from yeah. Lampeter. Do you know Chuckling Goats? The Yes, um, I do. I do you know yeah. Richard from Chuckling Goats. If you do you know Richard or not? I fancy we might have just connected on LinkedIn of all things, which is bizarre because we don't live far from each other. 
we're Richard the top guy, and um, I really hope you connect with him because I know you'll really get on with him. But Richard yeah. was in was in the opposite bed to me in hospital because he'd also he although I had a car crash, he had a motorcycle crash. Oh and, wow! Um, yeah, so we were in hospital together for about three months. I'll message him tonight and tell us we've had this chat. Yeah, because there's one of his stories in the book as well, you know what I mean? Because um, we, you know, I, I treat him like family now. I do think of him like family. He was that such, he was such a positive influence on my life when we were both in the wheelchairs. We used to have races down, down the corridors together, you know, just imagine. to see who could get to the end. <laughs> and, and as mad as it sounds, you need that kind of madness. Oh, when definitely. You, when you think the, the end is, yeah. do you know? I didn't know yeah. whether I was going to live, you know what I mean? But if you can have someone you can be a bit mad with, it makes yeah. life a little bit easier, doesn't it? I think that's a brilliant sentiment, Ian. And I, I'll tell you another time, but um, I've experienced exactly the same thing you're talking about, not myself, but through my son. But that's a story for another day. But I think that's also a great point to leave this on. Um we all need a bit of madness. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of madness keeps you going, doesn't it? And a bit of fun. And it's been a tonic talking to you tonight, actually. So thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And we'll be going out soon, hopefully, yeah, for a meal sometime. Yeah. yeah, the pleasure's been all my... I've had such a great time talking to you tonight, Gareth. Thank you very much for involving me in this fantastic thing you're doing. No, it's great. And, and thank you again, Ian. So um, I'm going to wrap it up and say bye no worries 